0: Hey, Ken. Hey,
1: Melissa. How's
0: it going?
1: I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. Good. How was your Sunday?
1: My Sunday was good. I got up early for no good reason. Saw that it had snowed and was continuing to snow. So I got to shovel today, which was real fun. But it was like, it was one of those snows where it looked light and fluffy. So I started shoveling. And then by like halfway through, I was like, why didn't I use the snowblower? Hmm. Because we have that. You do. And I should have used that. But instead, I shoveled it with my muscles.
0: You know what? Exercise. Getting swole. No. You don't want to get swole?
1: No, because my definition of getting swole is like, my belly gets bigger. (laughs)
0: For you, it's it's soup belly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Getting swole is my soup belly. Right.
1: Um, how are you? How was your Sunday?
0: My Sunday was busy, but great. One of my my very oldest, one of my dearest friends, um, Steph, came in from the Sun Prairie area. I had brunch with her and her uh, lovely daughter, Hazel, who's about to year old, and my friends uh, who also have a two year old and my living room, Katie. We went to Sheboygan Family Restaurant, which I haven't been for forever. And it was so good.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I
0: had a banana waffle. Yeah, I know it's not vegan. Oh. Don't come for me. It was great.
1: I was about to come for you, but since you said not to, I guess I won't.
0: Yeah, but then and then we went back to my house and I got all caught up on uh, the U.S. figure skating events I haven't been able to watch because my life is very busy, but there's still plenty of room to watch beautiful people jump in the air and spin around in circles. But okay. we'll talk more about that. I was going to say,
1: I feel like you're hedging into your minute. No, we, can, so we don't have to go there yet. We'll, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um... So, Melissa, did C- anything exciting happen this week?
0: Um, did anything exciting happen this week?
1: Girl, look at number bullet number one.
0: I was doing a goof. <laughs> Nothing exciting happened to us. Oh wait, Kurt and I were in a conference room together crying this week for approximately 15 minutes.
1: But this time. For a good reason.
0: For a good one. <laughs> uh, so um, can I tell the story from my side? No, okay, please. great. I, I would love so,
1: for the listeners to hear your so version of this. So Sunday
0: night, drag race, we ordered Chinese food. I ate a lot of Chinese food. I was very hungry. I just gorged myself on Chinese food. I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and proceeded to vomit for like eight hours straight. It was horrible. I had to call into work. I just laid in bed all day watching. Which a- you never do. I literally almost never call into work. Sorry for using literally wrong. Uh, <laughs> I very like never call into work. I had to call into work. Laid in bed watching YouTube all day. Kurt t- like messages me uh, because we don't text uh, at what like seven thirty. Yeah. Eight about. o'clock. Uh, how are you feeling? And at that point, I was feeling much better. I was keeping down water and toast which was a huge improvement for me. And so I told him so. And he was like, great. Are you and Katie at home? Yes. It's Monday night. I've been in bed for 12 hours. Of course I'm home. Do you mind if John and I stop over? We have a bit of news. I was like, uh, okay. I look like trash, but I guess so. And then Kurt tells me, all right, John will be off the phone with his mom in a little bit. And then we'll head over. My response immediately is, should I be nervous? Kurt then responds, I mean, I'm a bit of a mess right now, so I don't know how to respond to that. And then no one says anything to each other until Kurt and John get to our house. Katie and I are sitting in our living room. They come in. I try to offer them a seat on our beautiful purple couch. And John just shakes his head at me and says, we have some news. Until this moment, I was thinking that either John or Kurt had cancer, that someone had been really hurt, that like someone in John's family had been hurt and they needed us to like go watch their house or like something really dramatic would happen and they needed our help or something had happened to someone that we knew mutually and they wanted to deliver the news in person. I immediately thought everything horrible ever had gone through my mind. Kurt then hand or John then hands me a folded up piece of paper that says that he had won a place for the Cursed Child lottery for tickets. And I begin to lose my mind.
1: Yeah. You you said some things
0: I, loudly. Uh, there were many curses, many cusses. Uh, I was very upset with Kurt. We were in a fight again, twice in one weekend. Uh, but yeah, so then... We reveled in the idea that, oh, my gosh, we might get to have Cursed Child tickets. And I have never done. I I have
1: for anybody who isn't a Potterhead like we are like this is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is like coming to Broadway. That was a phenomenon in the West End in London and is coming to Broadway and is going to be like the biggest play to ever hit. And
0: if you don't know this about Kurt and I, we are huge Harry Potter fans. I literally have and I mean literally this in the right sense, have Harry Potter tattoos on my body because it is one of the largest things that has formed me as a human being. Uh, and I've never done anything Harry Potter related in real life. I've never been to the Wizarding World. I've never done studio tour in London, none of that stuff. So I've never seen anything Harry Potter in real life. So on Wednesday, when Kurt and I successfully bought tickets for our travel group, I have goosebumps right now just thinking about it, for our travel group <laughs> to go see Cursed Child in New York in December, I began crying. Yep, yep. I might cry again now. Um. So we are... Like everything is going to be perfect for forever now because I am going to get to see the world of Harry Potter brought to life on Broadway. It's, it's so exciting! It's buck wild, y'all.
1: And when you say our travel group, it's because you can buy up to six tickets, and we bought six, six tickets. tickets. <laughs> because when you get the access code, you find a bunch of friends, and you're like, let's hey, go. let's go to New York. Um, so I'm so excited you and Katie are coming with John and I, and also my friend Christy, um, and, and Stephanie Yachman of Forensics fame, and also Forensics Faces fame, mm-hmm. and also just we bring her up all the time.
0: Yeah, your forever friend, yes. and, fr- and forever captain.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, the other half of my brain is going to take the train up from Virginia to meet us in New York City. And then the most bonkers thing happens. She informs me that the weekend we're going, her brother's going to be in town. Yeah, and her brother and his wife are, are two, two of people, your best friends. Yeah,
0: I introduced them. So like the, they're going to be in New York. It's going to be my friend Lindsay's first time in New York City. So we're going to get to like serendipitously have dinner with them in New York because the world is crazy it's and just, small.
1: It's just nuts. And how it's well a well great place to out. be.
0: So yeah. if you are someone who feels like you need a reminder that magic exists, let me tell you, Kurt and I learned after a not great few weeks of life that magic still does indeed exist and it exists for us. And I am doing lots of perfect, pumping and excitement. So but yeah, so if, if Kurt and I are ever like just like in a judge's lounge and we just like start giggling and smiling at each other, one, we probably either said something dirty or two, <laughs> we're thinking about the fact that we're going to see Kurt's Child in a few months. So
1: I just randomly send Melissa pictures of the cast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's great. Just Just to to like cheer me up. Whenever I'm like, oh, today sucks. Kurt's like, here's black Hermione, girl, remember? And then everything is perfect. Yeah, we're going. It's cool. It's great. Yeah, but it's going to be beautiful. So I'm very excited about it. Um, Also, right now, it's I mean, the Winter Olympics are happening. So everything is also perfect in my life right now.
1: It's Yeah, it's a good time to be alive.
0: It really, truly is. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not to America, but just to the universe, because America is right. not a good connotation right now. But thank you to everything but, else yeah, in life.
1: How lucky we are to be alive right now.
0: <sighs> We're such nerds. Yeah,
1: yeah, we are.
0: But anyway, how, instead of me doing the Olympia the Olympus,
1: the Olympus, <laughs> Olymp-
0: the Melissa's Olympic Minute, I just want to uh, recommend to everyone that. Um, if you haven't seen, uh, I'd say it would be great to watch some of the clips from the hockey game with the combined uh, North South Korea team. They did not great. Like they've only been practicing together for a few weeks, but it was such an important moment for both of those countries politically and historically. And the like the arena during that game was insane, and the like the energy was so good. And it was just a great, really important thing that happened through the the veil of. The Olympics going on. So that was really great. Uh, also, the figure skating team event uh, finishes up tonight. And uh, my boy Adam Rippon is dancing. So this will already... We'll go out after he has done that. But please take a moment to watch his performance in a video somewhere on YouTube. Because his short program is so good. But he's dancing as long. He's dancing his free skate. So he, he has this beautiful like swan outfit. And then he... Oh, oh
1: yeah. It's
0: so good. So go watch It'll figure skating. Go watch the the hockey, or just read a recap of it. There's some really great articles of it, and uh, yeah, there's some really great events coming up. There's a lot of really good speed skaters for the U.S. and speed skating is a good, easy one to get into. Not that many rules, still high adrenaline to watch. Watch that one. All right. Olympics happening. Me excited.
1: Done. <laughs> It'll be nice for Adam Rippon to get some attention uh, for his skating for a yeah. little
0: bit again. Yeah, and not he's just been because
1: so beautifully outspoken against uh, our vice president's. Uh, stance on LG, LGBTQIA people. Um and please note I said he's against his stance on that. He's I don't think he's against the vice president in no. general. Um but, the, just uh, the, he's he's spoken out and yeah. uh, he has offered to talk to Mike Pence after the Olympics, but he was like, not right now, not this moment. He got I'm a, a
0: little bit he got
1: a lot of shade thrown at him because of that. Um so good for him to to actually get to go do his do his thing. Yes. So
0: and he's Great. And we are, we are lucky to have him.
1: Awesome. All
0: right. Um,
1: next, a segment I call, I can't believe we're giving Balsarek airtime on a podcast he never listens to. But Mr. John Balseric.
0: Hey, John.
1: Hey, John. We're going to
0: tag you in this on Facebook. So you have to listen to the episode. <laughs> USOB.
1: Um, he posted a, a Facebook post yesterday and tagged a bunch of forensics coaches uh, with an issue that he is noticing In his neck of the woods, specifically, I guess, Saturday, which is yesterday, Mm -hmm. our time, but Saturday for the people who are listening on Monday or later, um, about just student etiquette in rounds. Mm -hmm. And so real, real quickly, we wanted to just touch on that since it's something that came up. Yep. Um, you know, so the, the gist is that he's hearing a lot of reports of students who are like on their phones during rounds or like.
0: Or just being blatantly disrespectful just, by mouthing along lines for pieces that they know or like staring people down and trying to distract performers as like a strategy of some sorts, which like, ew.
1: yeah. So the forensics community in the form of so many coaches have spoken up. And um, I loved what I was seeing from a lot of people, which was that, you know, this is absolutely something we address with our teams. Mm -hmm. Um, It's absolutely something we want to know if one of our kids is doing it so that we can address it with them directly. I actually had a conversation with one of my kids this weekend about this because he self-reported some not great audience behavior. And then we had a chat about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, then... Uh, we we also got, a, I think, a good perspective from Ernest Chimeke, uh saying that as much as we hold kids to those standards, we also have to hold judges to higher standards, because in a lot of cases, it's the judges who are modeling the bad behavior. Yep. And how can we expect our students to live up to the standard that the adults are not setting for them in the round? Um, and I say here here to that.
0: And we've talked a ton on the podcast about how judges set the tone for the room and how important that is. So
1: agreed. Um, So in short, uh, this conversation is happening on uh, Facebook. If you want to find John Balseric and find that thread, if you have something to say or want to read everybody's responses, um, please go ahead and and do that. And uh, if you think we should devote more time to it, let us know. And we'll Mm -hmm. be happy to uh, do a deep dive uh, into student etiquette in rounds Um, And at awards, which is another question that has uh, come up as a part of that thread. Yeah. So I feel like we've touched on those issues in the past uh, here or there, uh, but maybe it's time to uh, touch on them again. Yeah.
0: Anything else? I mean, uh, tools for if you're someone who's seeing these things now and you need to be empowered on taking care of them. uh, If you're a judge in a round and you see a student who's modeling poor behavior, write it on the critique sheet. Make sure to underline it so the judge notices it right away. Also, feel free to pull the student aside after the round. Something I've done and say, just a reminder, judges are watching you even when you're not performing, and that will sort of set them into their place. Uh, Or feel free to report a student to, if it's especially bad behavior, report them to the intake table when you turn in the ballot. So that way, perhaps someone who's working for the tab room or someone who is in a place to take a little time to do so can either find that coach and address them personally. Or what we did at Appleton East, for one, was slip a note into the team packet for that school, letting them know. The student who was this code was exhibiting poor behavior in round. Please make sure to address it with your student. Mm -hmm. So those are some ways to do it. But I also think if you want to hear us talk about it more, it would be a whole episode all on its own.
1: We could go on and on about it.
0: As we can with most anything in forensics. Yep.
1: We're real good at talking.
0: Yeah. Speaking of things that go on and on and on, yesterday we were at Hornville.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was a longer day than it should have been yesterday.
0: I... I, y'all, I love forensics. I would not be sitting here on a Sunday talking about forensics in a podcast if I didn't love forensics. Yesterday was the hardest day I have ever had as a coach at a tournament. Like, it was, I was just rough. As Kirk can attest to, I was in an awful mood. Everything was upsetting. It was just a rough day. And and, and Hortonville normally isn't. But it was just rough yesterday. and. Maybe it was just the air and the fact that it was cold. Who knows? But it was. It
1: was so cold. So, guys, I don't know if you've experienced the same phenomenon we have in Sheboygan, but we've been getting on the bus at like six, sometime in the six o'clock hour. And it's like stepping onto a sauna. So, it's like so warm. So, like, we've adapted, or at least I have, that I wear layers that can be taken off. And I've taken to wearing my like. Patted vest, like my fluffy vest, instead of my full winter coat on the bus because it's so hot. But not yesterday. But yesterday, it was like there was no heat whatsoever. There was actually a breeze inside the bus as we were driving. Like there was cold air blowing upon my forehead. No one can appreciate the gesture. I know, but it's beautiful. There was a breeze blowing at me for the entire ride. I did not feel my extremities. It was crazy. I have no idea what happened.
0: And like, also, even before like we started the journey, like our bus driver made a very interesting decision that upon picking up, because we, we we shared South and North and Etude all share a bus together to cut down on cost. And so picked up North. We went to South to pick up the rest of the kids. And at that moment, he was like, you know what? It's a great time to go to the restroom. I, just, didn't,
1: I didn't know what was happening. I was talking to one of my kids behind me and and like after I got done talking to them, I'm like sitting in the seat and I finally looked to you and Ben and I was like, so who are you waiting for? And you, like, you're just like the, the bus, bus driver. driver. <laughs> and I was like,
0: what? Spent, we just sat waiting in the parking lot for 13 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not great so etiquette.
1: He will not be getting a bus driver's club merch tote.
0: At the end of the season? Heck no. Heck no. And then on, so we're on our very cold bus running behind on our time schedule. And then there's traffic on the highway. So we have to take a detour.
1: And Yeah, some kind of accident.
0: Some kind of accident. It doesn't seem, it seems like everyone was okay. I tried to look up information. It doesn't seem like it was anything scary. It was just poor timing and Mm -hmm. sort of a lot of cars. But uh, yeah, so then we were just like late. And so like, it was just one of those things where like everything that was going wrong to like set things off poorly was. And then we got to Hortonville and I, I turned to Kurt at one point on the bus, and I was like, "All that's getting me through this bus ride is a donut." And then we got to Hortonville, and there was no food—not <laughs> right away. It was, and and so I just, I just lost. Yeah, was, and never found it for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, the, clearly Hortonville had totally different people running their uh, their judges' lounge yeah. this year because, yeah, I, they, I don't think they knew to put the food out early. Because they did it kind of as we were all ready to start going around one.
0: Yeah. The and, ballots were being distributed, yeah. and so were the muffins. Yeah.
1: Um, but also, it was a totally different lunch menu. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and more plentiful than usual. Yes. So, clearly, they have some new uh, Judge's Lounge peeps. So, they will live and they will learn. But it was it was so weird to get there and be like, wait, there's there's nothing to eat? At least there was coffee. Like. Like the privileged people we are. Oh,
0: we're I, I like, even I like, even turned what's to, going on to my student, like my former students were judging. And I was like, I am checking my privilege right now. But where are the muffins?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Look how strongly where are my muffins. Came I mean, across. I was
0: my feelings about not having those muffins were also very strong. But <laughs> I did eventually get a donut, a half of a donut because they cut all their donuts in half. And um, and then I got two cups of coffee into my system and things were a little better. Yes. And then we judged all day Law. I judged all those. I, I only you judged had, two you to buy.
1: So, yeah, I, I got to sit during round one and catch up with Mariah Irvin. Ladies and gentlemen, Mariah, Mariah Irvin. Irvin. Uh, she told me she hates that. Oh, good. So, everybody keep doing it.
0: I'm going to do it forever.
1: Yep. Um. So, I had a lovely conversation with her. And then I got to judge some solo serious and some demo. And then I head off for the final round as well. So I, I had a pretty dull day as far as it, as coach or as judging was concerned. Uh, because both of my rounds were only four competitors as yeah. well, because they were they were pretty small rounds at Hortonville.
0: I judged radio and solo hum and pros, and then I judged the group and terp final. And yeah, I had a really I had a really standout kid in radio. It was the best thing I saw this week. Awesome. And I really enjoyed the Group and Terp final round because there was a huge audience and they were really receptive, mm-hmm. which is always super fun. That's sweet. Yeah.
1: I may as well do my best thing I saw this week then, too, Um, which is I what for me was the best thing I saw this week is um, I finally got to see Chloe Sawal do something after Uh knowing about her for so many years. Mm -hmm. It's one of these weird uh, situations where because I love Deb and Mike Tross and we would go to see shows at Appleton East like I've been aware of her and her sister and her family for so long. Never got to see the kid perform. It was nice to finally get to see Mm -hmm. her do forensics Um, and then ran into her mom in the hallway and told her what I had just seen. And her mom was like, oh, she's got to do this, this and this. And I was like, well, her judge just told her that. (laughs) So she's like, oh, great. That reinforces what we're working on. And I was like, that's the ideal situation. Hooray. You know, like, like it's it was a lot of positive, but also like here are some things that you could do. And Finding out that like that was the feedback they were looking for. It's mm-hmm. like great,
0: moving forward.
1: It. Um, and also she is I, again. I I don't want to give away too much about what they do mm-hmm. in their pieces because I don't want somebody to listen and think. Yeah, like oh, I remember when Kurt mentioned this on the podcast, mm-hmm. and it somehow. That's why we try t- to be
0: as big. Yeah, as possible. It, it somehow
1: changes your perspective on the piece. But um, she in in this particular piece, I won't say what she did. Um, she sings. And it was lovely. Nice. It was really lovely. It, it was so nice to be like, because like I could tell she was going to be singing. And I was like, oh, God, like, you know how sometimes they get up and you can tell they're going to sing and you're like, oh, no, like cringing on the inside because it's like, what
0: if it's, oh, I'm cringing on what the if outside. What if
1: it's so bad? Because then you're going to have to say something because it, you can't like not mention the singing when they do it
0: it's one of the it's one of those moments that all judges dread where you know you have to provide feedback but you need to be you want to be able to have a student read that feedback and know that it's critical and not insulting mm-hmm. because a lot of times it's not even like that a student it's not even like oh you're horrible it's just like what you're doing detracts from what you're intending to do right is how i so, that. so it was
1: just such a, a moment of relief when it was like, yeah
0: you're like oh, oh thank, thank goodness gosh.
1: she's not Ooh. bad
0: Ooh, all right
1: so, so I'll say that was my best thing I saw this week.
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I recognize that I'm saying another radio performance, but I've been judging a lot of radio this year, which is I love because I really enjoy radio and I feel like it's an underappreciated category in our association, but it was a gentleman named Alex Fawn or Alex Fan, don't know pronunciation, but he did such a great job with working despite the limitations that we've added to radio where his... he. I won't say that he did a character. I don't want to offend those who don't want us to talk about characters in radio, but his he had a really high energy level. He had a very like obviously radio voice and it was just super engaging. He held that energy through all 5 minutes, which at the end I wanted to applaud him because sometimes in radio or when you're when you're judging radio, you can't applaud them because it feels weird. But when he was done, I just like looked at him and I was like, "Thank you so much for that." Because he was towards the end of a round that the kids didn't feel really high energy for. But he just did a great job. It was organized super well. The packet was kind of hard because there weren't like written out advertisements. They were like internet advertisements they were supposed to like expand upon. And it was just great. And it was just fun. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was just it was just refreshing. Awesome. I loved it. That's so thanks, great. Alex. I don't, I didn't write down your code. Thanks, Just your Chloe. name. <laughs> thanks, Alex. Thanks, Chloe. Yeah. Great job.
1: Um, I will make one more comment about the judges lounge, which is that there was a confusing refuse situation. So confusing. Because everything said recycling.
0: Every, like, and it, like this, the judges lounge at Hortonville is like a big study hall room. So there are multiple trash cans, but era one say recycling. And like, I'm all about reducing and reusing, but like. I cannot recycle the plate that I ate my rice lettuce taco on.
1: No, you can't. That's not allowed. They don't want food in there. They the do recycling.
0: not want me to recycle if that kind of refuse. If
1: it's in there, they have to throw the whole batch out,
0: which they did because no one knew what they're doing. So,
1: yeah, we just, it, it all became commingled garbage.
0: <laughs> like my life, everything was <laughs> but trash.
1: It was just, it was funny to watch how many people would like walk with their plate and approach the trash. <laughs> uh, Melissa would like some more attention for the joke she just made. <laughs> Nobody else could see her face, (laughs) so I'm going to draw attention.
0: And you just walked right all over it. That's fine. Let's talk about what's funnier, which is people walking with no, a dirty it's taco ruined. plate and, like, and but standing like there it. and then looking around like, is someone going to tell me what to do? Is someone going to catch me doing this?
1: Yeah. And then just like making their choice <laughs> and like casually dropping it as they walk yep. away. <laughs> and then speeding away. Uh, it was fun to watch. So hopefully those were all just regular garbage. Yes. <laughs> that's, hopefully. What they, that's what they turned into. Um, one more thing I will touch on on Hortonville, because it does have to do with quality of judging. Um, were how how were your results like for your team? Mixed, right? M- mine too. Like, and we have talked about that, and I'm not sure if we've talked about it in the pod or just privately. That for some reason, Hortonville is just one of those tournaments where like kids who typically do well don't, and some kids who don't typically do well will find themselves in power rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was another one of those days. But this time, more than ever, as I was perusing the critique sheets before I handed them off to the kids, I was not seeing good critiques, which is sad to me, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you have students who typically do well, getting a lot of positive feedback and no justification of rank for a poor rank. So, I, had
0: a, I, have, I have a lot of critiques from yesterday that have no justification of rank whatsoever and know, a lot of low scores that are not justified by the critiques that are written on them.
1: Yeah. And so and and that is our experience. I have talked with a couple other coaches who were there. They had that experience. They heard other coaches having that experience. Um, I don't know what it is. I wish I knew so we could try to help make it better. But this Tournament was tough for kids. I had to do the thing I hate doing, which was I kind of handed critique sheets to especially one group and said, don't really worry about what these say. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to stop you from reading them. Um, You have a lot of lovely, positive comments, uh, but it doesn't justify the fours that they gave you.
0: Yeah, I handed one and I was like, we're ignoring this.
1: So that's sad when that happens. And and. If the group think, if the hive mind of forensics can help us figure out why that is and and why it has been that way consistently for the last few years, um, again, Hortonville is just one of those tournaments where for some reason results are mixed. And that's not in and of itself a bad thing. It's nice to see different people have Mm -hmm. some success. And it's nice sometimes to see kids who are usually successful. Have that moment of humility.
0: Yeah, but when you're returning students, tell the young students like, oh, don't expect anything here. This tournament doesn't go great for us. And I, I hope it doesn't seem like we're just like crapping all over Hortonville because we do enjoy competing in the north. Like we are we mm-hmm. are a northern diocese and a northern district for both of our national competition, uh, like national groups. And, and Anne
1: Bray, who runs that tournament, is one of the loveliest people. Legitimately I have so ever met.
0: freaking nice. And so I don't want to make it seem like we hate Hortonville. It's just a very mixed Bag on a lot of different levels for us, and so we and we are we talking about the the critique sheets because we it's one of those things that is so frustrating for me as a coach to have a student because as we say a, for a lot of students all they're walking away with is those critique sheets so when you tell them this is all you're getting and also like it's not going to mean anything it mm-hmm. it just sucks yeah and I hate it
1: it was it was a rough thing to walk away from yesterday but we regroup we pick up we move on. Um, and, and next
0: weekend is Kakana.
1: and CFL qualifiers. And I don't want to talk about that one. I want to talk about Connor. Okay. Well, Kakana's judges lounge is amazing. Yes. I, I realized I don't actually know what the quality of that tournament is. <laughs> I've never taken any time to notice because we are going for the judges lounge. Thanks. Keith. Food. Keith, your wife. Your mom, every single person who helps make that judge's lounge. Amazing. (laughs) We'll
0: be talking about it again next week, but just like preemptively talking about it. And last thing about Hortonville, we're giving someone their inaugural Forensic Spaces shout out after having asked for one so many times now. So this shout shout out is to you, Sean Matha, because yesterday when Sean Matha graced the final stage, having broken into the poetry final round. He was wearing Forensic Faces merch underneath his suit jacket, and he looked so slick, and it was so cool, and I loved every second of it. So thank you, Sean. You did great. I loved it. And if anyone else wants to wear Forensic Faces merchandise under their suit jacket on the final stage and pro- do some little promo for us, like...
1: Well, you're getting a shout-out on the pod. You'll get a shout-out.
0: It's the way to do it.
1: And if you want to purchase that merch because you don't have any and you're like, where do I get it? Where
0: do you get it, Kurt?
1: Forensicsfaces.com. There's a button on the front page that says merch.
0: Do it.
1: Go get some merch. So congratulations, Sean. You got your shout out. And uh, yes, we can be bribed. Yes, we can. (laughs) You can can buy our affection.
0: (laughs) If if that wasn't obvious before by the way that we talk, you can 100%, 100, 100,000% buy it.
1: All right. Um, so let's get into this week's topic, which is actually a little bit lighter than we've we been needed doing. A light-hearted we one, needed guys. a lighthearted week, guys, because we've been doing some really heavy stuff the last few weeks, uh, which we have loved so much. Mm-hmm. And we've loved the feedback that we've been getting from folks. Um, but today we are just going to talk about uh, Melissa and my forensics experience as students and what has changed. As of today, in a so,
0: segment called hashtag Forensics Forensics flashback.
1: So uh, we're going to share with you uh, our about three-ish things that have changed since we were competitors uh, that we uh, remember fondly, are nostalgic about, maybe are happy changed, Uh, and then we would love for you to tweet or friends or Facebook or Instagram using the hashtag. You're about to
0: say friendster. I was like, you are not that old. (laughs)
1: I don't even know what that is
0: Thank um, God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, using the hashtag forensics flashback. Tell us uh, what has changed since you were a student competitor uh, or maybe the first year that you got into judging or coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's changed in your time in forensics? So uh, shall it be ladies first?
0: Um, sure. Do you want to just, um, cause Kurt wrote his down and I didn't write mine down. So I'm just gonna, we're just gonna do an awkward moment. Thank you. Uh, all right. So my first thing that has 100% changed since I competed is that my two best categories no longer exist in our association. <laughs> when I was in high school, my two most winning categories were the category of group discussion, which I did for one and a half seasons, freshman and most of sophomore year. And then public address, which I did throughout sophomore year, junior year, and a little bit of senior year. And neither of those categories exist anymore. So my I've have, I have one trophy that I won in either of them because I would final a lot, but I was always finalist. I got second place in public address at a tournament that no longer uh, happens, which was the Algoma tournament. <laughs> and uh,
1: everything you touched has turned to dust.
0: I mean, basically. Uh, so I, I do, I believe in my parents' basement, there's still that trophy that I got second place at public dress because it was one of my proudest moments. But I remember being so annoyed that I powered because Algoma was the tournament that no longer exists that also would host a dance. Once third round ended while you're waiting for power round results, they had a literal DJ and I loved it because if y'all don't know me I am a dancing queen (laughs) and so I was really bummed that I had powered and it was also my like only my second time powering public address and so I didn't think I was going to and I was so prepared and I had gotten sweaty dancing waiting for power round results to go up and then had to like fix myself to go perform and so I think it was a good thing that I had all that adrenaline rushing from having danced it out to Milkshake by Khalees before my power round
1: (laughs) that is such a perfectly Melissa Gabrielson story (laughs) That's that's great.
0: Yeah. My milkshake did not bring all the boys to the yard, but it did bring me a second place trophy. <laughs> well, it's so.
1: forensics. A lot of those boys weren't looking for your milkshake.
0: <laughs> boys still aren't looking not, for milkshake. Not yard. to
1: stereotype, but a lot of us were not looking for that milkshake. Um,
0: Kurt, what, what, what is one of your uh, hashtag forensic flashbacks?
1: Speaking of dancing, Ooh. one thing that we used to do on the forensics bus was a lot more dancing and singing. Um, and this is a result uh, I think the reason this has changed is because of technology that, uh, kids have phones now that they can put their headphones in and listen to whatever they want or watch whatever they want. And they don't necessarily need to interact that much. Whereas when I was competing 15 years ago, uh, we did not have smartphones. We barely had cell phones. And in order for us to have entertainment, we had to create it as a group. And so what we did is we brought a giant boom box, uh, packed to the brim with like D batteries, mm-hmm. which, like, can you even buy a D battery anymore? Yes. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, they were like, and it like, it was a thing. Who was like, who's buying the batteries this week? Because yep. you needed like nine of them oh, for, you did so for many. each way. Because <laughs> it was like, that's just how it worked. And like, once CDs became a thing, we had to like hotwire the boombox to mm-hmm. a Walkman to be able to make it work. It was great. And we listened to Louie Louie and Piano Man and a bunch of other songs like on a weekly basis that were like our hype up songs for the trip there. And then usually we were singing Piano Man as we would uh, pull into the parking lot at North High. Aww. So most often Jay Johnson giving a seminal performance at the front of the bus as we all sang along to the song.
0: That's so Um, nice.
1: And so really, it's just it's it's the the sense of camaraderie on the bus that I think has changed a lot for our teams. Um, And I would I would love to hear from people if they have a different experience. But again, I think uh, students nowadays, because they have technology in their hands, are just um, having more private conversations or even sometimes just preparing for competition by kind of tuning everything else Mm -hmm.
0: out. And on that note, my second thing that's changed so much is the fact that students don't have to necessarily entertain themselves while they're waiting. When I was in high school, again, also no one really had smart. People had a few cell phones. one had smartphones and certainly weren't carrying around laptops. So I remember learning all sorts of card games and like word games that we would play to pass the time. That's where I learned how to play spoons. That's how I learned how to play BS. And I remember being at tournaments and playing like 15 people games of spoons and we'd never have spoons. So it would always be however many spoon like objects you can grab. And I remember always being the person to be like, I have some tampons I can put in so I could watch high school boys have to reach for tampons playing spoons and then reach and like, Oh, and then set it back down really immediately. But I just remember like there was no other way to pass the time. You could bring a book maybe, but most of us, it was just here. It was you're new to the time. team here. Yeah. Let me teach you this card game. Let me like, Teach you how to do this thing, people. Like that's where I learned how to play Ninja, which kids still sometimes play. But
1: oh my god, there used to be huge games of Ninja. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So you were that. I sometimes forget how much younger you are than me. You were that generation.
0: Yes. Wow. I didn't play a ton because I didn't love playing Ninja because there would be kids who would be really aggressive. I was gonna about say it. you
1: don't strike me as like a Ninja. But I just type I just person. wanted to be you included. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and
0: there were also some. Some of, if any of my former teammates are listening, we also would invent like mildly inappropriate games that we would play to pass the time, uh, that I won't talk about on the podcast. But if you see me at a tournament coming up, ask me about the game that we invented at, uh, N- NFL, now NSCA quals my sophomore year of high school, a game that my friends, if I were to see them, some of them we would still talk about because it was hilarious to us at the time. But we, you just had to pass the time differently when I was in high school, yeah. like I mean, people might have been doing homework, but mostly it was it like, let me learn this new game to teach you how to do it. Because we don't have cell phones. Right. I'm not Snapchatting nobody.
1: Right. That was not a thing. Um, uh, my second forensics flashback, hashtag forensics flashback, is um, that I was of the generation mm-hmm. where after or during the award ceremony, teams had chance.
0: Which I am so sad that they had I came right chance. when this wasn't happening. Yes. Ugh.
1: You, yeah, you came around right after it became verboten. In yeah. Fact, after I think,
0: the code of conduct I, was written. I
1: think my senior year, we weren't allowed to do it anymore. We had to like start waiting until we were on the bus to do our team ah. chance. And like, there was a part of it that was really cool because yeah. there, like teams would take the time to like actually come up with something that like fit their team personality. Sometimes they were rhymes. Sometimes they were like, call and repeats and it was it was just a really um, nice way to show some team spirit uh, most of the time in a really collegial and fun way.
0: Kurt do you still remember your Sheboygan North team chant?
1: Yeah yeah we were ridiculous. perform it for me
0: right now because I South still performs one of them we now call it the team song but it was formerly our school chant I believe.
1: Oh ours was we were kind of quirky. Like we thought of ourselves as like the scrappy underdogs who were uh-huh. also sort of strange. Yeah. Um, Cause that's what we were. <laughs> um, and uh, so ours was one person, usually a team captain or a spirit leader would shout who is sexy. And then the rest of the team would shout back. We is sexy. And it was funny because the grammar was bad.
0: <laughs> so, Funny, yeah,
1: we really got a kick out of that.
0: I do remember so, that still being a thing that, like, they would like check in on, like, it would, like someone would say, like, I just remember being like a warm up. Yeah,
1: no, oh, yeah, that we would always end warm ups with that as well. But it was okay. also something. It was a bus. It was hype up. It was mm-hmm. team chant like that. Is that's what we had. It was who is sexy, we is sexy.
0: See, Sheboygan South, it's the, it's now the team song that the kids learn every year, which is South High Forensics. We do it right. South High Forensics, chipper and bright. South High Forensics, we do it right. We do speaking right and acting too.
1: Oh, that's so adorable. So it's like cute and adorable. I love a coda. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. What's What's your next Forensics
0: um, Uh Mine is the idea that when I was in high school, I feel like there were a lot of really established like team rivalries. Like there were schools that you knew Like you were not supposed to like, I remember getting my freshman year, like being walked through the schools we were not supposed to like, (laughs) I have a very specific memory of a young woman named Gina, like talking to me about forensics and being like, all right, first tournament, we do not like Appleton East. We do not. And we do not talk to them. They are horrible. They're mean. They're rude. Like they're unworthy. We just don't talk to them. So like, don't ever be nice to them. Find out their code every week and don't be nice to them. And I was like. What's an app East? Yeah. Right. And so I feel like when I was in high school, there were a lot of really established rivalries, which I might, I know like my we do like right. kids might have individual rivalries with someone they compete against a lot in a category, but I, there's never like a team where my kids are like, we hate the people from this school. Like, right. And again, I
1: attribute that to technology because it's so much easier to become friends with somebody and yeah. actually maintain contact with mm-hmm. them. Um, because, I mean, the reality is we can't blame the coaches because yeah. the coaches were all best friends. And, and they. Uh, my coach, I know, like fanned the flames a little bit of like the rivalry. Like, yeah. Oh, mine to
0: the, 100% To you. the point
1: where it was like a good motivator to try to like work harder and yeah. you know beat those other teams. Um, but it was it was. Of course, now knowing on the back end, like, there was never any real rivalry. Those coaches loved each other. (laughs) They They loved hanging out with each other. They have the best stories. Um, We grew to love those people after we took over the teams. Everything's great. Um, But, yeah, there definitely was that feeling. And App East was one for us, too. Yeah. Like, we did not talk to App East, except I would also secretly go talk to App East. (laughs) Which, because they were good. And I I just, like, there was... was by the time you got to know them, it was like, oh, they're just like nice people, too. Yeah.
0: So there's nothing to actually rival or, right. or rabble about. Right.
1: And especially in forensics, like you were so often like going back and forth with like who was winning. Mm-hmm. That it did not
0: matter. It doesn't it didn't matter.
1: matter. But yeah, I mean, I think now that students can like friend each other on Facebook and actually know more about each other's lives and oh, they're send other messages and text all the time, you know, yeah, th- that's the current way of doing things, mm-hmm. Snapchatting, Instagramming. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, there's those those lines get blurred so much faster than they used to, because I mean, it took years to develop a friendship with somebody in forensics because you had to see them for a few hours every week for several years. And then mm-hmm. you were finally like comfortable enough to be like, oh, hey, how are you? How was your... Musical that I know you were doing this week mm-hmm. and you would chat and then eventually talk about your hopes and dreams and um if things got really intimate you would exchange an AOL instant messenger screen name. Yep.
0: I only ever did like that with one person my entire time. I did it friends. with a couple like, people. Well, you're more personable than I am at that first glance.
1: Was certainly not true in high school. Oh dang. Even my mom told me I had a resting bee face. She said I was unapproachable.
0: <laughs> Dang. Yep. Well, we didn't know each other in high school because we did not go through the same time as I school. That's,
1: that's so. very true. Um, so what's your remaining,
0: right. your, your your final hashtag forensics flashback?
1: My final forensics flashback. Um, this is something I was reminded of the other day as I was working uh, with a kid uh, in prose. But when I was in solo acting my senior year, you stood still. Like, moving more than like walking in a tiny, tiny circle, like basically just spinning in place, any kind of, and that was in solo hum. You didn't even really do that in solo series. Um, Like you stood still. And how crazy that is to think of now when like platform movement is now allowed even in the interp categories, Mm -hmm. where like you can walk around in oil if you want to, to a certain degree. And like, it would be weird now if I were to watch a solo serious or solo humorous performance where they didn't use the performance space yeah. at all. Um, I think most people still use it too much. Oh, yeah. I think we need to rein that back in. Stillness is okay. I wrote that on a lot of ballots Aww. this week, and a lot of critiques this week. I was like, maybe you could try standing still for just like a tiny little bit. Um, but yeah, we, if, if you are able to unearth the, is it semifinal or final round performance from my senior year of high school in Solo Series? It, it's one of like the WFCA videos. If you are able to unearth that video, you will see me standing stock still performing a chorus line from my senior year. We're like, I can't wait to find that it. Watch. Ben has it. Of course, Ben. Ben has do. it. He has it on a DVD somewhere. Um, yes. He converted it from VHS because that's
0: because <laughs> he's Ben. That's who
1: he is. Um, so, if but if you see it, it will be standing still. Because is it one that of the ones that's converted on the
0: website? That it's people not. Can, I checked oh, before Dan. I brought up this okay, story. Okay, fine. If you are someone who <laughs> wants to uh, see it, uh, reach out to me and I will. Uh, have Ben, who is the technologically advanced uh, part of our partnership, uh, upload it uh, on a private link on YouTube so you can only watch it. If we send you the link, it'll be unlisted. But we can do it there and have a beautiful, robust comment section on an unlisted video of Kurt performing a chorus line being beautiful and 18.
1: Good luck with that. Watch me. So (laughs) that is our forensics flashback. We would love to hear about yours.
0: Yes, because we, I mean, in in the grand scheme of forensics, in Wisconsin, we are such a small part of the history.
1: This is where Melissa Humble brags about how young we are.
0: Yes. So there are plenty of people who listen to our podcast and enjoy it, who have been around longer than we have. And I'm sure things are e- feel even more disparate from when you competed or, or began coaching. And I would love to hear about it because... I find history fascinating.
1: So, yeah, please post about it uh, using the hashtag Forensics Flashback uh, so we can find the stories and uh, maybe someday we'll collect them all and uh, uh, do something special with that on the pod.
0: Yeah. And also, I want to hear about Forensics outside of Wisconsin, too, and how different it has been for there because Forensics has been around in other states even longer than it's been here competitively. So tell me about it. I want to know. I want to know what love is. Hashtag Forensics Flashback. But I also want do want to know what love is. You do not want me to show you.
1: When I was a youth minister, we used to play that song to Jesus going up on the cross. Yeah. <laughs> I bet there's YouTube videos we could find because it was a pretty popular thing.
0: On um, That... <clears throat> I cannot process that Should we end the podcast now? On that note, uh, again, thank you again for listening. It's still crazy to me every week when people come up to us and compliment us on the podcast and tell us how much they love it. It's still weird to see people in merch, uh, but I love every second (laughs) of it. Weird in a good way. But weird in the best way, so please keep wearing it. Please keep telling us about it. Also, please keep messaging us. We've had a lot of really great conversations coming into our inbox recently of people, and also the conversations that we're seeing are what inspire these episode topics. So please keep having these conversations. We love to hear from you in all forms. Twitter, at Forensics Faces. Find us on Facebook, Forensics Faces, and our website, forensicspaces.com, and hit that merch button.
1: Absolutely. So next week, as previously mentioned, we have Kakana on Saturday and CFL qualifiers on Sunday. So who knows what's going to happen with a pod? Like, we might take a weekend off
0: yeah if we might attempt to record something while we're at NCFLs, but we wanted to do that last year and failed miserably
1: and that's when I wasn't running NCFLs. so
0: So, just give us some grace guys
1: like we might see you next week Monday it might be the week after
0: who Um, knows
1: everybody competing at CFL qualifiers make sure you get your entries and judges in thank you very much love you guys (laughs)
0: love
1: you you'll be getting more information soon and uh and with that we will we will talk to you next time Bye!
0: Forensic is recorded and edited in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme song was written and performed by JJ Hammeister. If you're a fan of Forensic Spaces, give us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you enjoy your podcast. You can find more info, including the link to purchase our beautiful official Forens of the Pod merchandise at ForensicSpaces.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter just by searching for Forensic Spaces. I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak,
1: preferably in that order.